This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes! It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Another edition of the Hopes Podcast, Jack Fritz. I literally just muted my mic as I did that. I got so excited. I'm not kidding. There's a little blip there. I don't know what recorded what didn't. I'm going to leave it as it is because it is the Hopes Podcast presented by Miller Lite. I did slam into my microphone, Jack Fritz, because we just saw the Phillies just go out to San Diego in game one of the NLCS and just like handle business like it was a business trip like no big deal we're just gonna shut this lineup down Kyle Schwerber's gonna hit one of the furthest home runs anyone's ever hit in the history of the playoffs and and just you know no big deal like it was the most work Jack like what happened what I don't even have a by the way I apologize to everyone no voice since being at the game on Friday night because every game or Saturday because every game I'm just yelling at the top of my lungs because they keep doing great things Jack Fritz like how crazy is it to think that we spent whatever it is five plus six years whatever doing this podcast moaning and complaining and whining and saying where's a great baseball team we just want to see good baseball we just want a team that that plays the right way and wins games and wouldn't you know it that two and a half weeks ago still the same thing and now two and a half weeks later jack we're watching the best team we've ever seen in the history of this podcast by miles what is happening james I think they're going. <laughs> Did you meet your mic too? No, I didn't. I, I think they're go- I think they're going to the World Series. I dude, they're three dude. games away. They won a game in San Diego. Like they're going to be favored now. They're the favorite from the National League to go to the World Series. Dude, I think. That, dude, I I think they're going to the World Series. <laughs> dude, dude, I I just I I don't think. I ever thought I'd ever utter that sentence in my entire <laughs> life. Like, like I, like let me get this. Let me just let me just get this out. <laughs> because like I, 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 I'm struggling. I, I swear to God, James, if there was a camera on me right now, it would see me struggling to talk because I'm smiling so hard. <laughs> like that's how that's how like happy I am about what just happened, dude. Like, dude. Zach Wheeler just pitched an like an all time Phillies pitch, like an all time Phillies game. Like we're talking uh, Cliff Lee in 09 in in New York, game one, all of that. Uh, we're talking Cole Hamels, pretty much all of 2008. We're talking Roy Halladay no hitter, and Zach Wheeler tonight is up there with all of those. And yes, if Topper gave him the chance to go out there for the eighth and ninth, like. I think he would have been fine, but like I, it was, dude, like they, it was, like it was, <laughs> it was, it was legit, it dude, it was like a stress-free two nothing game that it felt I like know. a June game because I just trust this team so much that it's like, I wasn't even that scared. I, was I like, wasn't either. I wasn't like, either. I, sure. Was sure. Like, yeah. it's, it, it's Josh Bell terrifying because of what he did with the nationals against the Phillies. Yeah. But it's like, dude, at no point tonight, tonight was I ever like. 
nah, this is gonna kill him. Like even when they put Wheeler, I was I was already preparing the eulogy to, to tell my kids <laughs> well, one day. Jack, every single Phillies fan was. I don't think there was a more. There were two things that happened tonight where it was just like you knew that every single person was gonna be in on the same thing. One was him pulling Wheeler, and every single Phillies fan got a thousand texts saying, "What are we doing? What's happening here?" And the other is that the Bryce Harper face during the Schwarber home run was gonna be everywhere on social media like two seconds after it happened. Those two things were the biggest locks of the night. Dude, I have no idea what I'm watching. Like, I am so used to them just blowing these games. And I am now so freaking cocky about this team that, it, it like, dude, I there was there's like two people in the Padres lineup where I'm like, oh, he's going to hurt us, you know? But, like, everyone else, I'm like, this is absolutely nothing. This is absolutely – this is just going to be cakework. I am so – like I have, I am so happy that I'm speechless, and I this feel like this is the have, most speechless you've ever been. I think I, I, I don't, like, I don't ever remember you struggling to put words together like this, dude. Like, can I just? I think we need to put this into perspective. Like, our ace went out in a game one and it was insane. Our MVP hit yep. a hit a big you know, relaxer yep. home run to set the tone and calm everyone down the dugout when you Darvish was like starting to get on a roll. The guy they brought in to be the leader of this team, the emotional leader, the basically manager on the field, hit the furthest ball I've ever seen in my entire life. Unbelievable. I'm pretty it sure. Was, it was dude like it was unbelievable. Like dude, it I, was it was I again you, we've all seen this dad to the uh, 119.7. It's the second hardest hit ball uh, in the Statcast era, or the or the hardest home run, the hardest home run ever in the postseason, the second furthest home run in the postseason, at least in the Statcast era. Like it's, it it was one of those where to the eye test, it's like, oh, that's one of the hardest hit, furthest home runs I've ever seen, and it's like, oh no, yeah, it actually was. I mean, think about, I mean, think about the uh, the synchronicities. I think that's the okay word here. Synchronicity. Uh, the synchronicity that felt too big, honestly. If I was being serious, that felt like too big of a word. But I was like, all right, the what, what, does idiosyncrasy make any word make any sense in this yeah, situation? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, but the synchron <laughs> the, the synchron the synchronicity of all right. So first off, your one two pitchers are pitching like Hamels did in 08. which like if you want to talk about if you want to talk about. Um, you know where the sport is going now like back in 08 it was still ah you just need one ace and a bunch of other good pitchers like now you definitely need two aces pretty much if you want to compete at a high level but those two guys are pitching like Hamels did in 08 you had the Bryson Stott at bat which felt like the Brett Myers at bat you had the, the Hoskins homer that felt like the Victorino grand slam and stairs you had, and you had the Schwarber home run that felt like stairs yeah I mean really it's did. insane right now so you have all right so you have that you have you have those two guys that you paid buku bucks to come here you have wheeler you paid buku bucks to come here you have a manager who has this like talk about just pure stones dude like to, like the pure the pure stones to pull zach wheeler at 83 pitches when he looks absolutely unhittable but you know what he's thinking about james is that he's thinking about the rest of the series it's yep a seven game series there's no off days between games uh five and six like you yep. have to think about that stuff that's 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 big um Whatever, so he pulls him. Like Sir Anthony has the most stress-free, not the eighth inning. I think I've ever uh, seen. Dude, it's the life. best he's ever. It's the best Sir Anthony we've ever yeah. seen. 
It's Not the best we've ever seen. I know. It, but how crazy is that? This is the best we've ever seen him. And we didn't even know if he was going to be anything in the playoffs right before. So, And then Jose Alvarado, who, who no one trusted with anything uh, three months ago, is closing an NLCS game one, game one on the road where he walks a batter and there's a crucial error that would lead to the downfall of every <laughs> single know, Phillies team I know, I know. in my entire life. And, like, dude, they just, they just did it. Like they just, they just won. They just won. And what we are seeing right now, James, I mean, (laughs) dude, it's like, I think they're going to the world series. And I think that they, I think this is the best team of the run, even better than any team from 07 to 11. Like I think this team is, that is bold. I think they are legitimately better on paper and on vibes right now than those teams. And those well, teams were yeah. ridiculous. I mean, it, that's a very bold statement. And obviously, look, they have to, you know, do more to really justify that. But I, but I get it. Like, I was going to say to you that they're one of the best Phillies teams of all time, like you said, right now, today, at this moment, one of the best Phillies teams of all time. And obviously, the 08 team is as well. The 80 team is as well. But, um, yeah, man, like, again, like, they're they're – I have no fear of anybody. Like, I don't care if it's the Padres, if it's the Astros, if it's the Yankees. Like, I wasn't scared of the Dodgers. I actually wanted to play the Dodgers more than the Padres by the end of it. Like, we have gotten to the point where there is no team in baseball that scares me. There's no team in baseball that I don't think the Phillies can go in and beat in their house or, or here, by the way. I mean, I think, you know, as we saw, like, the Phillies have the biggest home field advantage left in the playoffs on top of all this stuff. Like, Jack, like... I'm right there with you, man. Like, this is this, this whole run has been surreal for us, right? You know, because especially, look, what we just talked about, literally, what, like, two and a half weeks ago, was it three weeks ago, that 13 to four game? It was somewhere between two and a half and three weeks ago was the 13 to four game in Washington, where all of us, every single one of us was like, they are a bunch of losers. This team are losers. They are, they are never going to get this done. They're always going to break our hearts. Like, this is who they are. And since that game, like, in the span of two and a half to three weeks, they have morphed in to the best Phillies team we've seen in the history of this podcast. And like you just said, one of the best Phillies teams of all time in the past three weeks, Jack. We've made that transition to the point where we all trust them with our lives in the playoffs and we don't even stress about it. Like, you're so right. I was not stressed tonight. And the ninth inning, and it's so funny because Josh Bell was the only thing that stressed me. I wasn't stressed about Soto and Machado for some reason, but Josh Bell steps to the plate and all these little things come up. But even then, I wasn't stressed. Like, in on it, like it compared to the way I normally would be with the Phillies in that situation, I was like, you know what? We got this. We're winning this. We're winning game one. I just, I kept, I kept thinking about it. I kept, like, oh, we're just going to win. And, and like, how are we there, Jack? How are we there? It is like a, a switch flip. And all of a sudden, this team is the exact team we always wanted them to be, the team we dreamed of. Like, they're here in front of us winning playoff games like it's no problem, like they've done it forever. We talk so long, Jack, about this team needing to learn how to win, right? Like, that was our one of our rallying cries on this podcast was like, they need to learn how to win. They don't know how to win. And they brought in Schwerber. And this season, we saw them learn and start to win and stuff. But, like, but like somehow in the span of three weeks, they've turned into a team 
that like absolutely knows how to win and goes out and handles business in big spots, Jack. It is, it, honestly, I don't ever remember in my lifetime, honestly, in my lifetime as a Philly sports fan, my opinion on a team changing so epically, dramatically in such a short period of time. We've never seen this, Jack. We've not. Like, we, we straight up have not seen this. And on, like, I think that they are better now than even we would have thought preseason, you know, because I think preseason would have been like, well, Castellanos is going to be great and, and Schwarber's going to be the leader and Harper is MVP and JT bounce back, Reese is good, this and that. But, you know, think about where we were preseason. Like, boom, no one liked it all. He's now like an integral part of this. Um, although, I mean, bad error in the, in the, in the, in the ninth, uh, Bryson Stott is the shortstop, which I think we had an idea of. Um, but still, you know, he's here, he's playing well, good defense tonight. Uh, you know, and, and just, I trust him in big moments. Uh, Brandon Marsh is better than anything we had in center field, uh, at the beginning of the season by miles, you, dude, by miles. But then, but then you really get to the, to everything else. Like, Position-wise, I think we had an idea of what this team was going to be. But look at everything else. Um, Nola, we couldn't trust in big games heading into the season. Now it's like, yeah, he's got it. Um, Zach Wheeler, again, we always trusted. Um, but, th- like, their decision to shut him down for a month in the middle of the season was freaking brilliant. Because look at what the guy's doing right now. I mean, the guy's pumping 98 in the seventh inning of a dominating start in NLCS game one. Like, that... That decision absolutely worked, but it's not even the starting staff. You know, it, it it's the bullpen. It, it's Jose Alvarado, who again, no one trusted. Who was sent down for three weeks to the minor leagues was a complete afterthought. I never thought about Jose Alvarado ever. Um, you know, and when he came back up, it's like, oh, this this ninety four mile an hour cutter is a cute idea, but can you really trust him? And he did it tonight. Like, just never doubted himself um you have sir anthony who heading into the season people are like yeah i i i would love to believe in sir anthony but i don't know if he can stay healthy david robertson's here now zach efflin's out of the bullpen now which is something that no one had any idea what was happening they are a damn good baseball team james like they are a damn freaking good baseball team from top to bottom and when you see them go against the likes of the padres you're like, what should I be afraid of? Like, really, what should I be afraid of? They they are, like, Soto and Machado are unbelievable. We know that. Um, Josh Bell is terrifying. Cronenworth puts the bat on the baseball. Um, like, I don't know why I'm, like, kind of afraid of Austin Nola, but I don't know. It's just because, like, Cause the Because he's got factor. the Nola vibes. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I think anyone, yeah. any, anyone connected to a Philly, like, it's, like, by proxy right now. I know. Um, you know, Darvish was really good tonight. Um, Darvish was great. Darvish was really, really good. But, like, dude, Blake Snell, I'm like, oh, I don't, I, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself because, like, my whole, my whole take today was I think they win game two. I think they win game one and lose game two. But at this point, like, I have Nola on the road where he's been great versus Blake Snell, who I don't 90, trust in 92 big game. degrees, Jack. They're calling for 92 wow, degrees really? tomorrow. A little wow. Aaron Nola heat, buddy. Well, he has dominated the cold. I mean, he dominated his last start in the cold. But, like, we, we, we talk about this team reaching the potential that we thought preseason. They've changed a lot uh, from what we thought preseason, and they're way better than we thought preseason, James. 
Way better. Jack, they're three wins away from the World Series, man. Like, we thought they were going to be good this year. We thought they were a playoff team. We we both felt really confident that they would end the drought. We knew that, you know, baseball, anything can happen. But they're, no matter what, you know, I thought was going to happen, how good I could be, like, I in my heart, deepest heart of hearts, I didn't think I would be sitting here talking to you on October 18th, talking not just about them in the NLCS, but talking about them incredibly confidently in the NLCS, feeling like they are going to go to the World Series. Like, that is how I feel right now. And and obviously, they still got to play good games. To your point, like, you know, many series, have, you've won the first game and things change. But I, I just, I have full trust in this baseball team right now. And to your point, it's like, well, I, I have trust in Aaron Nola. I have trust in guys like I never thought I would in this type, like in this type of spot, you know? Well, again, the Phillies have never won a postseason series in their entire existence as a franchise where they've lost game one as uh where they lost game one in a series and they won game one tonight. Like that's a massive win on the road in San Diego where you capture momentum and you split on the road. Like you split on the road with a chance to take a commanding, like an absolutely commanding 2-0 lead with your second ace on the mound, who's been arguably as good as your first ace. And Blake Snell, again, like I wish Blake Snell was pitching here because he would have no shot. Yeah, like Snell, I talked about that tonight. <laughs> I watched a game with Neighbor Dan tonight, by the way. What a Shout blast. Out Shout out to Neighbor Dan. Also, with, you know, Elliot Short Parks was there. My buddy Tommy, his buddy James. We had a blast. It was really fun. Oh wow! So yeah, everyone but everyone but someone. That's, yeah, you, that's were you going to come in from Westchester to watch the game? That we all live next to each other. <laughs> You're the one who moved out of Philly, buddy. This is on you, pal. Literally, all of us live within a block of each other. Well, I didn't think the Phillies were going to make the World Series. <laughs> I, know, I, mean, I know. Had I known that that information, maybe I would have stayed in Philadelphia. I know. I know. I know. Dude, I mean, it is. Like, so I was going to say this before, and I'm, I'm happy I remember to say it because it is funny because throughout this whole thing, like... Hold that, on, buddy. That... Hold on. I got something for you. Ooh. I got something for you. Uh-oh. Oh. oh. It's time. Miller Lights for Phil's wins. Yep, shout out to Miller Lights. That's what we do. That's what yes, we do. That is what we do. And shout out to everyone who yelled at us at us at the stadium. That was super freaking awesome. But, Jack, it, it's crazy because, you know, you think about what it's been like over you know, the the course of this run here and the, you know, kind of lack of faith that we had before in this team. And, um, you know, I, I kept saying throughout when we had that first playoff game and the Segura hit and really even them clinching, when we did the clinching pod, we kept talking about, oh, it feels so surreal. It feels so hard to believe that this team is there and that they're, you know, they actually made it. And then, that, wow, they actually won a series. This is so cool and so surreal. And I thought at a point in the Brave series, it still felt surreal. It all feels surreal. I, again, we never, you know, we really got to the point with this podcast where it's not like we never thought this was going to happen, but we really didn't count on it or plan on it or really like genuinely believe that that it, something like this, this kind of run was, was coming just because it's been so long and it's so hard to believe that that's going to happen when you haven't seen it for so long. But the funniest thing is I thought I had kind of gotten past the the most surreal part of it, but tonight... Like, honestly, it might have been the most surreal of it all for me because tonight was the night where it felt like, you know, they, all right, they already won the two series. They beat the crap out of the Braves at home, like all that. And then they to, to, to start off the NLCS like this just was such a, to the point we just made, you know, 
an unphillies-like win just to be so businesslike and so on the ball and you know not the, the fact that that Alec Bohm error did not come back to haunt them is like like every single game the last five years they lose that game because of that like every game man every game so it's just like watching what we watch tonight and and literally sitting here thinking like I think they're gonna go to the World Series it is I my brain can't process it, Jack. Like I'm still Dude, heard, struggling to wrap my brain around it. You heard my brain crap <laughs> no, out. Not, not me. Yeah, what a dog. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. dude. Like, dude. I am so programmed to feel losses coming from a mile away. It <laughs> is. Know, it is like the ethos, which we talk about a lot on this podcast. The ethos of my brain is programmed. <laughs> the Phils are going to lose this game. You know, the Phils are going to lose this game, and they just freaking. Don't, man. Like, game one out in St. Louis, loss. Seen that loss a thousand times. <laughs> game two in St. Louis, seen that loss a million times. They get a lead and they, and, they bl- and they blow it. Like, we've seen this team rally back and, and, and stick true and be tough and be resilient through so many games. Like, the game one in Atlanta, that's a, thought, a loss I've seen a million times. Game two, game two in Atlanta was actually a loss. You know, I know, <laughs> I know like, we got to mix them in every once in a while. I got to be honest, like, games three and four never really felt like losses. Games three and four <laughs> felt like absolute they were the parties. least. They were the yeah. least feels like a loss games that we've ever. seen the Phillies. Yeah, honestly, ever. maybe ever. Maybe but ever. it's so funny because they have gone from – Oh, good golly gosh, I'm so glad they made the playoffs. To oh good golly gosh, we get a we get a home playoff game to they're gonna make the freaking World Series, and if they don't, I'm gonna be absolutely freaking crushed to I my soul. I, I will be crushed to something that I've never felt before in my entire life if this Phillies baseball team uh doesn't make the make the World Series. Like I like thankfully for me that Jill and I never broke up or I never experienced heartbreak or really mm-hmm. any of that from mm-hmm. that nature. This would be about the equivalent <laughs> of that, I'm sure. Like if this fuck if this team doesn't make the doesn't make the World Series, dude. Dude, James, they are three f- freaking wins from the dude. The world that this is not like <laughs> this isn't some like sham of a, of of a, of a mockery of a Mickey Mouse thing in a, in a baseball whatever even though like every single fan base is trying to turn it into um, some mockery of the sport which is not like maybe just win your series after you've been off for five days it's not that hard um, but like dude they are they are three wins away from going to the to the World Series man. Like that is so hard for my brain to compute, and it's so hard for your brain to compute. I know it's older, and I'm just begging that your brain doesn't fall apart uh, as this podcast goes along. Me too, and, buddy. And think of everyone out there that that listens to this podcast, where it's like, like, dude, we we again, we we've, we've done this a million times the last like week, where it's like you think about every scrub that sat here that we talked ourselves into and like, dude, they're three wins away from going to the world bleeping series. And we actually feel like it's real. That was a stress free NLCS game on the road. Now, did it help that like Pekka park is not intimidating at all? Yeah, I'm sure it helped. 
but like it's it's insane it is insane the level of trust that we have placed in this team where two and a half weeks ago there was legitimate conversation of they don't deserve to make the playoffs backing into the playoffs would be disappointing to now where it's like i think this is the best Phillies team in my entire life <laughs> i mean it's just like it it's insanity. This never happens. Like we never, honestly, we keep talking about the 07 to 11 run and not for obvious reasons, but like 93 is kind of like a, a comp in a way in that like, you know, we look, that team was worst to first. So like no one expected them to be good, but they kind of started off hot and just got good. But this, but we never have the kind of out of nowhere run, you know, it's like, you know, and like, you know, they were in the playoffs the year before we expected them to be good. Like we thought they were a real contender. Like, Again, to the point of three and a half weeks ago or three weeks ago, we were everyone thought they were the biggest losers in the city. Like we've never gotten that kind of like, you know, oh yeah, like we'll see what happens to like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh wow, what a fun win. Oh, oh my wait, hold on. Well, oh my God. They're going to like, you know, we've never had this type of I thing where they, it's like a three week thing and all of a sudden we're like, we're going to the World Series. Like, what is this? I think the closest comp is actually the 08 Eagles. Uh, like, oh yes, what a good comp! You're right. After when when Donovan got benched, they were bad. It's a great comp, Jack. They were the, like, oh, the 08 Eagles. Uh, Kevin Cobb came in uh, at halftime at Baltimore. It seemed like everything was kind of crumbling apart. What it was a towards, good comp by you, dude. Honestly, like this is really impressive. Nice job. It was towards the end of the run. It was towards the end. Now. So they had a way better run, obviously, than this team had. Like this, that we knew that team. We knew Trey. We knew Ronnie. We knew Donovan. We knew Westbrook. We knew uh, Dawkins. We knew Lido. We knew Sheldon. Um, like we knew the basis of that team. But at the same point, like it was, it was towards the end. There's a little bit of Eagles fatigue, and they just strung together a run out of nowhere. You know, they they made the playoffs. Uh, they had the game over the Vikings with the Westbrook screen. That's like that is still a, a, an underrated Eagles moment in, in team history. So you have that. And the only other comp I came up with was the 2010 flyers, like with Layton, you know, carrying them to the, to the cup. But that was also like, came and hockey, out of nowhere. And hockey's and like, a little different, but yeah, I, it's a good, it's another good one. Yeah. And it's, it's, they weren't as talented. Like this team always nor, had nor is dominant in the playoffs. Like they had the magical, you know, come from three down. But like the Phillies are just whooping teams. The Phillies have only lost one game. Like, you know, it's it is different. You know, Dude, what are we watching? Like Dude, I, I, the Phillies are six and one in the playoffs. The Phillies are six and one in the playoffs. Like, and like what's their run differential? I mean, they, it's got. I mean, they went seventeen to four at Citizens Bank Park. It's got to be pretty freaking high. You know, they lost the game. They lost by three runs. So like, pretty freaking high. It's like, I mean, come on. like again, again. I, I don't know. I, 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 my brain cannot compute what we're watching right now. It just, it just physically can't. It just, this is, this is something that I, I, I just, I want everyone out there that listens to us and loves this baseball team. Like, do not take this for granted because this is we're what we're witnessing right now is special high level stuff that we don't get around here every often. Like I would love to, I, I know I said on the last podcast, like this is the only, only the beginning, but that was also like <laughs> with the base level of, you know, NLCS appearance, maybe world series. 
like I'm at the point now where this is such a magical out of nowhere run to where like I'm not sure this will happen again. You know, I thought the Foles. I think this team making the World Series slash possibly winning it, it would be just as improbable as Nick Foles being like the Super Bowl MVP and and having that because the Eagles at that point. They were a dominant football team that was unfairly. Yeah, that's why I didn't bring him up. Exactly, that's why I bring him up because like it was, it was out of nowhere that they won with Foles. At least for the rest of the country after the Atlanta game, it wasn't for us, but it was going before that. But they were still the one seed. They were a dominant football team. I'm with you. It's a little different. This team was not dominant all year. They won 87 games. They had been a largely a disappointment. And when we needed them the most, they turned into one of the better teams in the sport. You know, there's going to be a lot of conversation over the next couple of weeks of like, well, do the Phillies even deserve to be there? Extra wild card team this, extra wild card team that. Like, how they're playing right now is one of the better teams in the sport and how we kind of thought um, we were getting heading into the postseason. And it, it's, it's, such a, it's such an insane run that it's so hard to put into words and these guys are are turning into our guys right in front of our eyes and it's 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 just it you've said it i don't know i mean if there was a counter (laughs) you said it a million times but it's just magical it is it's magical by the way i i put it together uh there uh the phillies have outscored their opponents in seven postseason games 35 to 15 a plus 20 run differential for the Phillies in seven games. Jack, you're going to win a lot of games when you have a plus 20 run differential through seven baseball games in the playoffs. Um, it, you make a great point. Like it's it. I think that's why it's so hard to kind of wrap around it because again, like honestly, I, I don't even think, cause, cause you're right. That Eagles team is a really good comp, but even then, you know, it was, they were what, like six and six or five and six or something like that. And then, or, or five, six and one or whatever it was. And they end up nine, six and one. And then they go on the run of the playoffs and stuff like that. Like you had time to kind of, you know, get on board and get on the run a little bit. Like this has been three weeks. This has been three weeks from like the absolute nadir, the bottom of, of how we felt about this team this season, the, the, the bottom of the September swoon to again, to your point, like us, thinking they they are going to the World Series and thinking they can win the World Series. Like, we could be having a parade in like two and a half weeks in Philadelphia. There could be a parade, Jack. I've had two in my lifetime. As you like to point out, I'm old as bleep. And I've had two in my, well, three technically, but I was two years old for one of them. Like, that, this, this doesn't happen, Jack. This doesn't happen here. This doesn't happen and in the span of three weeks it has gone from the bottom to the top like it is it is it is again honestly jack if they can finish this out and right now it is already one of the most insane things if they finish this out i think it is the most insane month in the history of philadelphia sports that any team has ever had like no one has ever gone from and again foals when wentz went out and foals but that was more time like that's the only thing even close in terms of of a short period of time where where no one believed they could do it to everyone believed they were gonna do it. Like this is crazy. It is unheard of, especially in this city. So the title that you were two for was that the nineteen sixty seven Sixers? Yes, nailed it. Yes, Will, your guy, your guy. You know, <laughs> let me tell you, it's great, Jack. Your your takes are unfair. <laughs> let me echo what many say. You know, young in. 
Wilt was great. It's on my own eyes. Unlike the Phillies, Wilt was a loser. Um, <laughs> dude, like you were, you're going through this whole thing. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I, I wish that there was a camera on me because you're going through this whole thing. You're going through this whole soliloquy of, of best ever, best this, best that. And I, I am just sitting here with a bleep eating grin <laughs> on my, like, dude, like, all right, let me try to put this into words. You, me, the people that listen to this podcast, like, we are so different than most of the people that are watching the Phillies right now. Like, I'm all aboard with people getting in on the Phillies, but, like, there's, you. I mean, if you know me at all, there's definitely a portion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a part of me that is like name 10 players right now yeah. or gatekeeper as they say. Yeah. And like, dude, I'm so proud to be a gatekeeper, like a gatekeeper. I don't care at all. Like I, like I, I, I don't, it doesn't compute. Like I texted my friend this the other day and shout out to Tom O'Neill who listens to the podcast and is putting up a pot of coffee just so he can listen to this podcast. Shout later. out to Tom. Um, it doesn't compute in my brain cheering for the Phillies when you've watched less than like 60 games in a year. And I know like 60 sounds a lot, but it doesn't compute in my brain you raising your arms and cheering if you like didn't experience Yadiel Hernandez 7 to 1 <laughs> against the Mets this year. Like I don't understand how you think you have the right to to feel like we are the same. Like I don't want I don't want you to feel like you are the same as me, you and the people that listen to this podcast. I swear to you, that's how exactly how I feel. Um That's the least surprising thing you've ever said, by the way. Again, it, again, yeah. it yeah. doesn't compete with me. Yeah. Um but the real ones, the disease, like just sit back and think about where we are right now. Like the 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 team that we love, and I love the Phillies. You love the Phillies. The people listening to this podcast love the Phillies, and I know it's an Eagles town. And we get beaten over our heads with, "Why do you care about the Phillies? Like baseball's dead. Baseball's this. Baseball's that." This team is three wins away from the World Series, and is making the eleven years of just pain and and torture and brutalness that was watching them blow it September after September, they are making it all worth it now. And they are making us like just, just almost well up inside with happiness because that's what Phillies baseball means to us. Like what Phillies baseball means to, to me is like everything sports, sports wise, like sports wise, the Phillies mean absolutely everything. And what they're doing right now, I legitimately, through portions of this podcast, James, I never thought we'd see this. <laughs> I legitimately never thought I'd see a clutch Phillies team, a a team living up to my expectations, our aces being aces, our stars being stars, our bullpen being competent. Like when we look back on the 2022 Phils, like 10 years from now, it's almost it's it's improbable. It's improbable, but it's magical. 
and they're freaking doing it, man. Like they're <laughs> doing it. They're doing it in front of our eyes. It is insane. I know. It is insane what we're watching right now. I know. It's insane, improbable, impossible, unbelievable. Like, again, I keep you know saying surreal because like it doesn't feel real. I I feel the joy and, and I know we talked like no joke. I've thought about it a lot since like Saturday at the ballpark is the single greatest live sporting experience in my life, like without a doubt. It is top two or three sports days of my life. And and the fact that like this key is just we just get more now. Like we get we get more. Like I could have ended there and been like, well this was just the coolest thing that ever happened. And now it's just like, all right, let's go into San Diego and handle business and like the World Series. And to your point, look, and I'm, you know, not quite as gatekeepery as you are. Like, I want everyone to love the Phillies. I want everyone to love baseball because it's my favorite sport. It's the best sport. Like, baseball is just the best sport. And and when you watch this and when you see playoff baseball, like, fight me on it. Like, fight me on it because there is nothing better. Like, there's nothing better. I was watching with five people night and every single one of us hanging on every pitch and freaking out on balls and, like, you know, pop ah, like, you know, everyone's, like, locked in and and... There is nothing else that does that, like with the drama and the and the beauty of baseball. But here's what I will say: I agree with you. Like, I want everyone on board. Come on in. But like, it just means more to us than to you. Like, I'm sorry, it does. Like, it just it, it can mean something to you. And I want everyone to enjoy it and be happy. But you're right in the sense that like, like when you watch 160 games, 150 games, 100 heck, 140 games. Like when you plan your life around this team when you say i'm giving up three to four hours a night a night with this team and especially especially over the last 10 years 11 years of just trash baseball for a lot of it and then mediocre baseball for a lot of it and really until this season like mediocre baseball until this season like like it's dedication it is it is effort like it takes effort to be a Phillies fan like you can be an Eagles fan and say all right I'm gonna give you three hours a Sunday maybe I'll give you a Monday night every once in a while like this is like this is like effort and and pain and suffering on a nightly basis for us how much have we suffered how many podcasts have we done just talking to each other being like this sucks I hate this I hate that you and I are talking about this right now. I don't even want to be here right now. Like, how many times have we done that? And now we get to talk to each other about glory and about magic and about the team that we spent the last 11 years, like, suffering with. Suffering on a night-to-night basis for hours, for hours. Like, such a large commitment of our life. We finally get to see that team, those colors, those players on the national stage and doing it at the highest level and playing the best we've ever seen them like it I can't believe it man like I can't that's the the, the theme of this podcast tonight is very clearly we can't believe what we're seeing that I don't believe what I just saw I feel like Jack Buck like I don't believe what I just saw every night in the playoffs I don't believe what I just saw Jack I agree uh, like I you know, I people I feel like turned us. Can you 
put into words how we're supposed to feel right now. And <laughs> the answer dude, tonight is no. <laughs> I have I have literally nothing for you. I have nothing for you other than just crack open a Miller Light. If you listen vibes. to Vibes, we just got vibes for you tonight. I know. It's like you crack open a beer uh or if you listen to this in the morning, put on a pot of coffee and just celebrate it. Yeah. Like that's it's enjoy all it. Do. Enjoy it. Like we don't because, get this. We don't get this. No, and especially in the history of the Phillies, like I mean, I guess 83 came out of nowhere, 93 came out of nowhere, but at the same point like 93 And even 83 they were still good in 80 and 77 and 78 and 70. You know what I mean? Like they still like had years there where it was like this has been 11 years, man. They they hadn't won more than 81 games before last year and they only won 82. I mean, they've been miserable. They have been. And, you know, um, I mean, the Wiz kids came out of nowhere, I guess. But, you know, it's hard to compare stuff because there's no, like, playoffs and whatnot. Like, what we're seeing right now is the most improbable run in Philly's history. And I, I don't think that's even – I don't think that's even debatable. It's it's It has come so out of nowhere. And, you know, it was funny because I don't know how – I don't know if you felt this way, but heading into first pitch, I was like <laughs> – I'm not even nervous, you know. Like I, I, the I first, wasn't nervous at all, Jack. The Cardinals, I wasn't nervous at all. The Cardinal series, I was like living and dying and like freaking out over every little thing that happened. And in the Brave series, like Game One was really fun and it was awesome. And they made the play late, and I was like, "Yeah, this is great." We split on the road, and then just the party that Assistance Bank Park was over the weekend. It was like this is like stress-free playoff baseball that's also like a, a, a damn good time does this is my park and then today happened and i was sitting there and it's like even if they lost this series i wouldn't be like down in the dumps because i'm so happy and then and then what has happened so far has been so happy but like even if they like if they go on a run and they win it's like dude we're about to play in the world bleeping series like that, they are, th- again, we've said it, again, maybe more than magical in this podcast. They are three <laughs> wins away. They are three wins away from the World Series. Three wins away from the World. What are we doing here? This isn't the Phillies. This isn't the Phillies. This is this is getting excited about, like, Mick Abel and Andrew Painter and, and, and looking at Arizona Fall League and stuff. We're not supposed to be here right now. But you haven't mentioned are. once that Johan Rojas has uh, been tearing it up. I mean, I haven't even heard the name out of your mouth. Like, what are we dude, doing here? Where are we talk about the ethos of this podcast, Jack? I have to be honest. I have no idea what any player is doing <laughs> in the Arizona Fall League. Like, I, yes, I have yes. legitimately, I have legitimately no idea. That's awesome. Um, that makes me really happy to hear that. Yeah, it, it. I. I. I'm just. I'm so happy. I'm so. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And like being, could this series turn negatively? Sure. I get it. Um, but this moment right now, being up one Oh, you already split on the road. You have a chance to, to bring the San Diego Padres into Citizens Bank Park this weekend. Um, I'm, I, I'm over the moon. I'm happy. I, I am smiling ear to ear. This is, this is the, the by far the most fun I've had watching a sporting event in my entire life. It's amazing. All right. Uh, let's get this up because uh, 
Shout out to every single person who's tweeting. They won't go to bed till we put the pot up. Um, you're amazing. And uh, we love you. And everyone. I, I love everyone. I love. I'm so happy, Jack. I'm so happy. And seriously, to Jack's point, we said it before, but this is like for you. For you, for the people who listen to this pod, the people who've been on this ride with us, the disease freaking maniacs who came to the first IOPS night and have come to everyone since, the people we see all the time who come to our events, who who care so much about this team to listen to us talk to Jack's point about the Arizona Fall League and crap like that. That's the type of pods we've had to do that you guys have listened to. So um, it's really special to be able to kind of go on this journey with you guys. And um, I can't wait for more. And, and uh, you know, somehow we've, we've done 44 minutes. I don't think we've said a single thing meaningful in this podcast except three wins away from the World Series. Um, tomorrow night, uh, different form of the, the pod. We are actually going to be on WIP, another post-game show for WIP. So um, call in. It was awesome. We talked to neighbor Dan on the phone last time. We had a few other people, Nick in Atlanta, calling in. We had some... Some pod people, I got a yo, it is on the phone, which is literally the coolest thing a caller has ever done in my radio career. Um, so please call us. We would love to hear from you guys. And and obviously, if not, we'll, we'll have it up in the feed after um, the game. Is, as Jack, the Phillies have a chance to take a 2-0 lead on the road in the NLCS. Uh, I mean, they already split. They We said split. It's done. It's it's already over. They split, Jack. Yeah, let's lock in and talk real baseball. Um, they split on the road, which is a massive thing. Um, you know, and they head in tomorrow. Like, first off, you want to talk about a possible revenge scenario? Harper's revenge against Blake's Oh, buddy. I thoroughly, thoroughly look forward to. It. And Noel's on such a roll right now. It's interesting. Um, so I originally thought they win game one, they lose game two. But now after watching game one, it's like, well... I think I think that ballpark sets up really really well for Knowles, and I know uh, last year he had like a perfect game or no hitter heading into the ninth, and and lost it on a home run, which is like classic old Aaron Nola, not new new Aaron Nola. But I think that ballpark sets up really really well for for Knowles to have a day. And if you're asking me to handicap who I trust more heading into a game two. Um, it, given all the scenarios, like I, I, I trust Nola way, way more than Blake Snell. So um, I no longer expect a split. Like I fully expect to be sitting there with you on WIP tomorrow um, at around eight, I would say being up two all in a series uh, with a chance to go to the world series. Wow. What a, what an insane thing to say. What an insane thing to say. Um, and I'm right Literally, there who let the fills get hot, dude? Like, all of our stupid bits are coming to life in front of my eyes. Like, like dude, sorry. They're, like, I'm speechless right now because I can't even get out the fact that playoff NOLA is a real thing in front of us, Jack. Like, we're talking about playoff NOLA taking a hill tomorrow, and, like, it's not a... It's not a six-year bit that became the saddest thing on this podcast. Like, we used to, like, play off NOLA. And then it used to become, like, play off NOLA, LOL. Like, and now we're actually watching play off NOLA, Jack. Like, the dream is real, man. Well, it's that, but it's also, like, it, it, it's it's not only just play off NOLA, uh, but remember, like, when Sir Anthony comes came up and it was, like, Oh well, this is what a modern reliever looks totally. like, and now he's going one, two, three in the in the nine, in the eighth, um, and just mowing down the Padres like they have absolutely no chance. And then 
you know, one of the other long-standing bits in this podcast was like, "Hey, let's trade for guys that throw hard." Uh, Jose Everardo, <laughs> Jose Everardo throws pretty hard. It's just like you know, I, I'm not one to pat ourselves on the back, right? Like I, I, you know, everyone love everyone, everyone be happy. But I mean, we really led this franchise down a positive path. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Trade for I guys mean, to throw hard. I'm not saying we should get rings, but, you know, if they want to give us a ring. I mean, think about it. Brian Barber, you're welcome. I was thinking about it today. I was thinking Ani. about it today. I mean, Ani. Who gets more credit for Ani? All we did was say bring in raise guys, raise guys, raise guys. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, never a doubt. Uh, Caleb Cotham. I, I couldn't have been more all in from Caleb Cotham from day one. Um, Brian Kaplan from, from Cresty Sports Performance. It's like, yeah, hire smart pitching guys. Like, sports... Uh, pitching is a is a science right now more than it's ever been in its entire existence. Uh, let's bring in smart pitching guys, and they've like turned all these guys into beasts. It, it's just it's such leadership um, from this podcast that I I would hope that the Phillies do recognize that. Did we did we take a big swing and a miss on Dave Dombrowski? Yeah, sure. Um, but we rebounded quickly at the super same time. Quickly, super quickly. No one, no one remembers that. Well, and at the same time, like at the same time, like we knew Matt Moore and Chase Anderson stunk. Yeah, you know, like, we're right about that. I mean, hundred percent yeah. right. So, so whatever. Uh, you're welcome for Schwarbs. All I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is that this podcast, like we've just led this team down in such a positive direction, and we've. Uh, you want to talk about turning a franchise around? Name one other pod. Like you want to talk about the rights to Ricky Sanchez? I mean, listen. They made them do the process, and they and uh, who knows well, how. Good I mean, the they still. I mean, the, the Phillies are in the championship round. The, the The Phillies are one of the final four teams in their sport. When was the last time that were the Sixers? Oh, two thousand one. So you know exactly right, exactly right. So cute process, right, Ricky Sanchez? Why don't you talk about actual change, which is what this podcast <laughs> has done? Just winners. That's just that's what we do in this podcast. Is we just win. Just over and over again. Just just telling the Phillies how to do it from day one. So, you know, again, not big pat ourselves in the back, guys. Um, but, again, they're not in this situation without this podcast. I mean, very clearly. I mean, everyone remembers the day Bob Nightingale wrote the article that turned the season around. It was me who was quoted in it. So, you know, we, we you know, Jack broke Bryce Harper here by himself. You might not know that. So, you know, we're just saying. No big deal. We, we, it, we, there, we don't we don't care it's like it's, we're just we just want we just want it to be known you know is there anything else that we have to do i mean i gave up on this team and tweeted it feels like a loss a million times and have literally lost maybe how much dollars. money yeah you've lost so much money <laughs> especially in the playoffs the live betting in the playoffs is not going well for you by well, the way by the way me, i am i almost i like i so i only not bet on the phillies in one game guess what game it was Game two in Atlanta. Yeah. And do you know what I bet on tonight? And neighbor Dan can be my uh, verification of this. I did not bust it out till the very end of the game because I was not. I know I wasn't. But I tonight I bet I only bet two bucks because, you know, I'm lame. But I bet on Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwerber both to Homer with the Phillies money line win. So uh, it's adorable. What'd you win? I'm $22? just $43. You jerk. It was two to win 43. Pretty amazing. You're such a loser, dude. Thank I, you. I, it's a good bet, though, right? I mean, come on. Go on. Well, well of course, it's $2, man. <laughs> like, it's literally $2. <laughs> like, I am 
dying inside because Tyrese Maxey could have hit another three to make to give me three threes. Like first, talk about talk about an awful night. You want you want to know how bad my all right? You want to talk about my night? I was more stressed watching Tyrese Maxey like miss three after three than I was a Phillies NLCS game one on the road. That's how furious I was. Like it's, I woke up this morning very excited about the NBA being back so I could do the same game parlays again. Um, and then immediately a half into my NBA betting of the season, I was like, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. So um, cute bet, but just think about the others that have gone through Tyrese Maxey not hitting three threes today. Well, I think everyone listening really feels for you right now. So it's good. it's good. Well, I did give out, I will say, gambling advice. I did say on WIP today, which again is listened to by millions of people in this city. Um I did say Schwarber is hitting Auburn tonight. Oh, and I did you. tweet earlier today that he's going to win NLCS MVP. So we're off to a hot start. Look at this, buddy. Oh. It's amazing. What a night, buddy. What a night. All right, let's get this pot up. You got any final thoughts? Yeah, I have like a thousand final thoughts. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Jack, what are you doing? it's midnight, buddy. No, I don't care, dude. This is, this, again, it feels like nine o'clock. Um, in all seriousness, the um, I forget what my all seriousness was. Um, moving on to my <laughs> to my various theme take bag. Yeah, rattle through them, buddy. The U Darvish plan was actually insane for the thir- first three innings of the game. It was like, oh, here's curveball. Uh, I'm going to use it when I'm ahead of counts, behind in counts, and like it took them a good two innings to adjust on the fly to like, okay, he's going to throw fastballs uh, up at, up in counts, which he wasn't doing and definitely was not on the game plan. Like if I was saying like heading into the game, if I, Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The Kevin long stories with Kyle Schwarber were like, I was, I was melting inside with happiness. Like Kyle Schwarber or Kevin long said he was like his pick to click this, uh, this, this series because of what he was doing in the cage. So that's what I forgot to say before getting to the take back. Now into the take back, the Darvish plan was insane. Um, and it was infuriating. I'm sure at home to watch them just not swinging at 95 right down the middle. Um, but when you sit back and appreciate what Darvish was doing, you kind of understood it. Okay, do you want to expound on that? I don't have anything to say to that. I'm with you. Cool. Dude, speaking of plans against pitchers, I have no idea what the Padres' plan was against Zach Wheeler. It's like, yeah, let's just jump on, try to jump on fastballs, I guess. But at the same time, like, he had, what, 30 pitches in the first inning and then was at 75 pitches by the seventh? it made no sense. It made no sense. Like, maybe let's grow up and take a pitch, but whatever. Good job, Padres. Um, did you see the alternate angle of the Schwarber home run? Like from the fans point of view? I literally just saw it. I want to say, dude, like does three it not ago. look fake? Like, yeah. tell me that video. Does it not looks like look the fake. Michael Vick, uh, that commercial where he throws it. I thought the same thing, dude. I thought the same exact thing. Yeah. It doesn't look real. It's um, when they took out, this is full disclosure, like inside my brain, which again is like not the best place to go into, especially in the middle of a Phil's playoff game. Um, but when they pulled Zach Wheeler, I was already thinking about like 25 to 30 years from now, 
being able to like sit my kids down or like talk on WIP about how I'm still not over Rob Thompson, <laughs> Rob Thompson pulling Zach Wheeler. Uh, yeah, I mean, what? haven't we at, at, at by now learned to not doubt Topper? I mean, how many times do you go off, take Reese out of the tool? Boom. You know, don't pull Wheeler. Boom. It's like right and left. Whatever this guy does, it's like, it's, it's just magic. It's, he's got the magic touch. I agree, but at the same point, like I, there was no fiber of my being that liked that yeah, decision. Every every Phillies fan agrees. Yes. I did see on Twitter people were saying that the velocity was down at the end there for Wheeler. I don't know, you know, take it for what it's worth. But I, I, I think myself and pretty much everyone listening agrees. I would have let at least Wheeler at least let him come out and start the next inning. Like I, I don't know. Um. I could not get over Luis Garcia pitching in that game. Like I know he's been pretty good for two and a half years. Very, now, he's been very good. Yeah. Does I do not care. There's not. I do not care at all. Like, that guy was terrible here. He was hard. And I I believed in his stuff, and he completely made me look like a fool per usual. Um, just a philosophical question for you, James. Do you think that when Aaron Nola is in the dugout? And his brother is up to bat in the ninth inning. Do you think he's rooting for him to get a hit? Of course he's not. No. This is an only, only child question. No one with a brother would have asked that question. I don't know why you are picking on me. <laughs> no, I'm just joking around. I mean, no, frankly, you get competitive with your brother. You want to beat your brother, especially in a real competitive situation like that. I think Aaron Nola won his brother strike out. Frankly, people people with siblings are freaks. Anyway. <laughs> that was great. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. I don't think I think you probably should just end on that. It's not gonna get any better. Um I would I I am filing a I don't know if you I don't know if you if you know this. I don't know if I ran this by you. Um because I don't I don't like running things by you before I decide to do things. Mm-hmm. But I did send a, an FCC complaint to Fox tonight um, because they posted Jose Alvarado's postseason ERA. Yeah. And there's just absolutely no way that guy's a 5.4 ERA heading <laughs> into the We gave up two homers, you know? No, mm, they never It's because he's only pitched like four innings, you know? Simply it's a happen. It's a sample no. size issue, Jack. Nope, nope. So uh, look out for that, Fox. Uh, you are being... I don't think sued is the right word, but I'm coming for you. And uh, why was there no Edmundo Sosa at third base in the ninth? Yeah, that that that's the bit. Like, I, I think that was an even more egregious move by Topper. And he's done that a couple of times. Look, you know, it went the other way. You know, I think, you know, the Dalton Guthrie, Nick Cassio, I was thinking, look, let's be honest, Dalton Guthrie probably catches that ball too. Um, but, you know, Topper has, has, made, has, has been a little, you know, there are a couple spots where it's like, pretty clear that you would go defensive replacement in that spot and he hasn't yep so and last thing is the padres fan rap from this morning oh, yeah. it's just it's the worst thing i've ever seen in my yeah. entire life it's, it's i mean influence. have you ever seen it so like you know like this is a clear twitter bit or whatever but like you know someone says something dumb or whatever and it was like eagles by a thousand or phillies by a thousand or a hundred or whatever you know this was the most I've ever seen that. Like every single person on Twitter, national, local, whatever, was quote tweeting that video and doing some version of Phillies by a hundred or Phillies are a lock or Phillies are going to the World Series or whatever. It was like the 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 single most I've ever seen. It was really bad. Now, 
the question is, is that they know it was bad or did they think it was cool? Like did those dorky they San know Diego. Bad. They have to know it's bad, right? Ah, uh, I don't know. They seem like they put a lot of effort into it. But they did. Yeah, it's choreographed. Either way, uh I'm looking at it that, right now. That's what's in is now ingrained it's just ingrained in my brain. That's what's in awful. Yeah. Anyway. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's real bad. Not even close to being like a competent song. And I've listened to Butch and Manny Young's Flintstone songs for. Oh, Butch years is definitely now. better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that sentence. Anyway, yeah. like that's all I doubt. got. That's all I got, buddy. Uh, once again, I sit here uh, at midnight on a mm, what is today? Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I sit here on uh, midnight on a Tuesday. And I can't believe this podcast has been an hour long, especially since the first like 45 minutes. We didn't say anything. I know. I know. Just kind of freaked out and just kind of melted down. But I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. looking forward to uh, to uh, tomorrow on WIP. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. All right. Check us out. Call in. Like Jack said, probably around eight. Obviously, we'll, we'll basically be on like, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour after whenever the game ends, somewhere in that general range. So look for us, listen for us and call us again. Uh, we would prefer to hear from hops people that'd be amazing um all right you got any final thoughts fritzy final thoughts is uh time to go two up tomorrow and uh big game knolls on the mound you know most of what i do final thoughts it's like oh sarcastic can't wait to see like you know uh rickson wicksgrove making his major league debut like four years from now um but right now i'm thinking about the world series and the phillies being in it and that is something I never thought I'd say in my entire life. So um, go fails. Enjoy tomorrow. It's going to be special. But either way, they're heading home with a split. And that is just beautiful. And it's beautiful, especially because, you know, I, look, I don't they, they might lose a game at home, but I definitely am not sure that they're going to lose in that ballpark. I mean, that that was insane. Um, all right. My final thoughts. I'll steal one from you, Jack. Just get me to 435. Just get me to 435 tomorrow. Let's take a 2-0 lead. The, the, Phillies are, the Phillies are the betting favorite to go to the World Series, Jack. They're the betting favorite to go to the World Series. The, the, the clear favorite. Pretty crazy, man. All right, check us out. WIP tomorrow. The Phillies are up 1-0 in the NLCS. He's Fritz himself. Fritz himself.